Good afternoon to all of our fellow health enthusiasts. My name is Aubrey Mast and I'm a professor of nutrition. This is a new podcast developed by my friend and colleague, Dr. Charles Benz, and we call the show Healing Trends with Dr. Benz. We search the internet every day to find the best scientific studies that can be used to improve the health of every interested person. You will not see many of these studies in conventional media because most doctors do not have the time or the interest in finding them. And there are special interests that are also less than enthusiastic about you knowing about these studies. Every week we will explore nutritional science that has the potential to prevent and even reverse 90% of chronic illness. This could save many lives and help to stop the healthcare crisis that will eventually bankrupt our country. This is frequently called functional medicine and has been adopted by thousands of doctors, as well as some medical schools, including the Cleveland Clinic. Today's program is entitled The Science of Positive Thinking. Hello, Dr. Benz. Hi, Aubrey. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Are you thinking positively? I am. That's all you have to do. It's the same thing as when you talk about drinking water and everybody starts drinking water. Well, you, you know what? The problem with me was I never believed in this positive thinking stuff. <laughs> I was a denier for a long, long time. And I, I, I first learned about it through Bruce Lipton. But when I dug into the research, I found out that there was another scientist, uh, Candace Burt, that actually was uh, the initial person that probably alerted Bruce Lipton to some of the things that he found out. And, and, and what, what Candace uh, Burt found out was that uh, the cells in the, in the brain have opiate receptors. And of course, we understand now why people like their drugs and, and why uh, cannabis works, because <laughs> there's opiate receptors on almost every cell. And, and these receptors, they can influence mood, perception of pain is is in this with it and so there's lots of things that are affected in fact 98 percent of these peptides that are uh, these chemicals that are in the brain are called neuropeptides and these neuropeptides are the things that we experience when we are thinking positively and and what he what she found out was that this is as strong as heroin or morphine and that by practicing positive thinking, your body releases chemicals that actually are supporting your, your detoxification system and your immune system and your healing process. And so this whole thing about positive thinking, and now I understand the uh, Middle Eastern countries and all these countries are practicing meditation and have been for thousands of years because they, they knew it worked. And so we, we now find out that things like deep breathing and meditation and yoga and even exercise and music and prayer are all things that promote positive thinking that create these neuropeptides in our brain that produce all of these great things. I mean, this just blew me away. I thought, now I'm all of a sudden on my way from a denier to being a believer. So I don't know when you first learned about this stuff, but... When I first did, it changed my thinking 100%. I learned about it when I read Dr. Burt's um, book, Molecules of Emotion. And I had this moment where I was like, hold on. Uh, at the time, I was studying psychoneuroimmunology. And so it was like, it's the study of how our brain and what we think influences our immune system function. And I had that moment of awakening, if you will, where it was like, wow. 
how my thought, what the thoughts I am thinking will not only dictate like my experience in life, right? So if I wake up and I'm real grumpy and I'm like, oh, life is horrible, then that's sort of what I'll get throughout the day. Um, but that changes and can alter my physiology. And when I realized that through her book um, and through this independent study of psychoneuroimmunology um, or PNI, I really had this moment of like, oh, this is self-awareness, but it's also how we increase empowerment um, and self-efficacy over our health and our well-being. And then when I started studying Dr. Bruce Lipton's work around epigenetics, um, it was about the same time as Dr. Emoto's work was coming out around how our thoughts and the words that we speak can alter water molecules. And I just really had this awakening or this light bulb moment where I was like, oh, this is more than just this new age spiritual practice. There is actual science that's validating how shifting what we're thinking about, whether it is being grateful or if we are choosing to become more optimistic, can literally alter not only our brain processing and our synaptic regions, but it can actually change our physiological responses by helping with glucose management, by lowering blood pressure, by reducing inflammatory markers. Um, the list really goes on, which I find really fascinating. What, what was that? Uh, there was a video out. Uh, what the bleep do you know or something like that? What the bloop do we know? I mean, that was really incredible because that's where I first learned also about those water molecules. Because I looked at the water molecule after the, I think there was a, a prayer session, and it was a beautiful molecule. It was just, and all of a sudden then they did the argument along the water molecule, and it looked like the most ugly water molecule you ever wanted to see in your life. And I thought, well, isn't this nature giving us a really interesting picture of what's going on here? And I thought, there must be something to this. And then um, a couple of years ago, I was uh, presenting at a cancer conference, and there was another lady there presenting. Her name was uh, Dr. Kelly. And, and she had written a book called Radical Remission. And she surveyed like a 1,000 cancer patients with like stage 3 and, and 4 cancer because almost all of the ones that, 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 that she had the death certificates for uh, had spontaneous remission or didn't have the death certificates they actually had reversal they had reversal of stage three and stage four cancer but the doctors said spontaneous remission and she said i want to challenge that so for her phd she actually interviewed uh, hundreds of those patients to find out what the hell the deal was right and it's one of those things where again you have this moment where she probably said wait a minute uh, there's lots of things here. There's lots of nutrients that are people are eating, lots of positive food choices they're making. But guess what? It's not all attributable to, to that. And so she looked at the group that was having the best success. They were the ones who were spiritually involved, who had developed positive thinking. And I thought, holy cow, now this whole mystery of spontaneous remission has more or less been unmasked by this young PhD student and she wrote a New York Times best-selling book, Radical Remission, because she found out there were nine things that, 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 that people did that, to get them to respond in this stage, stage three and four cancers. But a majority of them were in stages one and two of nutritional changes and spiritual changes and positive thinking. In other words, not worrying about themselves so much, but working to help other people. And so there were a number of things that she identified in the book that were positive things that they were doing 
that allowed them to get this impact. And I thought, holy cow, this actually helps to explain the, the placebo effect. Because for years, you know, we get these, uh, these studies and they would say, oh, this caused a 50% reduction in this. And this only caused a 25% or we don't know what this other 25% benefit was because uh, they didn't have, they, they were on the group, the control group that didn't get the, the beneficial item. And so, but they had a 25% uh, improvement. Nobody understood what the hell that meant. And then all of a sudden, Candace Burt comes out and like, and then Kelly, Dr. Kelly comes out. Now we know what this means. And so these, these positive neuropeptides were being developed. The immune system was being boosted and people were getting their cancer reversed. And I thought, okay, it's not one thing. It's a combination of things. And one of the most powerful things is how the brain works. I mean, what, what is some of the other science that you've touched on? Because these are two pretty powerful examples for me, for, for Candace and for, uh, for Dr. Dr. Kelly. I think this is one of my favorite topics that I teach about because the ramifications of changing or addressing your mindset are really profound beyond just like feeling better in our day to day or have, becoming more optimistic. There's research that shows individuals that practice positive thinking or deep breathing or any of the modalities that will influence more positivity in the life. So meditation, deep breathing, praying, spiritual beliefs, doing work for others. They have lower stress levels. They report better outcomes within surgeries or within prognosis of illnesses. They are more likely to have higher energy levels. They report better coping mechanisms and coping skills for mental and emotional well-being. They are less likely to have depression or high rates of anxiety. They are more likely to report self-actualization or self-reflection. So that means that they're more curious about life. They become more creative about life. And then there's a lot of really interesting research that comes up around positive thinking as it relates to resiliency and the, what we know within the science is that the more resilient an individual becomes the more likely their body is able to fight off illnesses or to fight off traumas um, that can trigger physiological responses and so they have an improvement to their overall well-being there's really interesting research that shows too that individuals that practice um, positive Thinking and mindfulness uh, have reduced pain, that they have a decreased risk for cardiovascular disease, they have a decreased risk for type 2 diabetes, they have an increased risk for cancer and a more, uh, more long-term survival rates. And there's really interesting research that will show too that they are more quickly to recover after injury because of positive thinking. They have a better overall quality of life. So like literally the research is just stacked up on numerous long-term outcomes just by shifting how the, the brain is perceiving um, situations and lived experiences. And it's not an easy thing to do. I think I think this is one of the challenges. I mean, when you're facing a, a challenge like cancer, uh, it's really hard to wrap your head around this and say, okay, I'm going to think positively because the big C is in the back of your head just eating away at you. And so I, I think what really helps is if you understand why or how it happens. And this is where Bruce Lipton uh, research comes in because his book, The Biology of Belief, just blew me away. I mean... 
I, I said, okay, I now feel comfortable going to explain to people exactly what is happening. I mean, I was okay with Candace Burt and, and the, uh, the opiate receptors and the neuropeptides, but when, when he did his thing in the biology of belief, because he was actually trying to show that there's a connection between science and religion, and that's why it was the biology of belief. It's kind of like the question is, where is God? And so I often do this in my workshops where I actually will say to a group, and oh, God help me, I, I, the first times I did this in the, in the Bible Belt, I felt like I was taking my life in my hands because I would, I would say to the group, so where do you think God lives in your body? <laughs> and the answers I got were just mind-blowing, right? And then I said, well, here's, here's what Dr. Bruce Lipton found out because he was teaching medical students and he wasn't, he wasn't doing what he thought was all the right things for them. And so he decided to do a little bit more focus on why certain things happen and why certain other things don't happen. And so he did tests and he had, he had uh, four human cells in different dishes, in different Petri dishes. And in the first one, he put in there what constitutes cellular food. And guess what the cell did? It moved towards the food. And then he put a toxin in the next one. And by God, if that, to if that cell didn't move away in that dish from that toxin. And, and then I, said, I say to the group, I say, now this is where you're gonna get your real test. This is where we're gonna find out who the true believers are. So what happened here is they had a group of people argue next to the next cell. Tell me what you think happened. And of course, they're getting it at this point, right? There's, oh, well, it moved away from the cell. And I go, yes, right. it did. And I went, then they had some Buddhist monks or somebody pray. What do you think happened? Oh, it cell. moved towards the cell. Of course it did, okay? So when you get that, and he, I think he replicated this experiment like 100 times yeah. <laughs> in, order to, in order to find out whether it was you know, continuing to be valid or not. And so then his argument is, look, these one or two cell amoebas have been around for, you know, millions and millions of years. And so how did they make decisions? And so then he said mm -hmm. the magic words, the membrane. Because I would ask people, mm -hmm. where's the brain in your body? 99% of people say, oh, it's in the nucleus of your cell. And I go, no, that's not the right answer. The right answer is, your second brain is actually in the membrane of your cells because this is what decides what gets into your body and what gets out of your body. So if you want nutrients in, then you better have a receptive membrane. If you want toxins out, you better have a receptive membrane. So this to me was the, the beginning of the real science for me. And so now I, I started to understand detoxification systems and how positive thinking contributes to this detoxification process. And then nutrients. How do nutrients get in? There's certain pathways. And if your cells, if your membrane's not ready to receive those nutrients, they won't get in. So now the cancer patient says, oh my God, if I don't do this, I'm gonna be hurting myself. All my efforts to try to improve, even with the medication, it works better. Because even medications work better if you have good membranes on your cells. So this was like the ultimate eye-opener for me. And I thought, well, 
This explains it as good as anything. And I, I actually, whenever, whenever I did this presentation, I actually would move towards it. I would pretend that I was the, the cell and I would move towards something. I actually tried to, 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 to copy the, the Michael Jackson moonwalk uh, in, in, in getting back to the cell. I wasn't very successful at it. They, 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 found, uh, they, they found the humor to be interesting and, and, and they understood what I was trying to get at. So to me, I really have to thank uh, uh, all of these uh, scientists, uh, Bruce Lipton, uh, Candace, Candace Burt, and uh, Dr. Kelly, uh, for, for the work they've done to kind of help me to understand how to do this. Now, here it is, Aubrey. What do you do to put your mind in a happy place? Well, meditation's key for me. Um, I also think that I listen to binaural beats a lot because of the way that it will rewire the brain so that it helps with memory, but it also can increase uh, the frequencies of uh, health, well-being, uh, self-acceptance. And so I think that that has really helped. Also, journaling, The Artist's Way, is a, um, a book that talks about morning pages, any type of creative function, but definitely for me, creativity that involves journaling of gratitude are ways that I keep my mental health in check and also just movement in the woods. The more I'm able to get outside, the better I feel like I'm in alignment with myself, and so I'm able to maintain that positivity. Well, uh, most of what I do in this regard is e either deep breathing or exercise or, again, going into nature. Uh, and so I've always used exercise as one of the ways. But I can tell you that the transformation came when I went to my first Buddhist uh, meditation uh, session. And again, I, I you know, it, it's not like Buddhism is a religion. It's not. It's a spiritual belief. And so you don't have to change religions to practice Buddhism. It's, it's just your spirituality. But there's two things that the, that the Buddhists taught me. They not only taught me how to meditate, because this was, this was mind-blowing. I thought, again, this is going to be, uh, you know, it's not going to work for me. My mind is too organized and it, it thinks too much. The whole idea of meditation is to sweep the crap out of your brain, excuse my French, and actually have nothing be there. And that's the way that you can sort of develop into this positive thinking. And I thought, okay, I'll, I'll do exactly what she says. You know, she, she's the, the, the teacher said, do this and uh, have a mantra and uh, ha have a technique where you're thinking, you're, you're not thinking about anything. And I actually learned a little bit how to do that from Dr. Benson from Harvard because he, he uses techniques like using a broom. And he says, Pretend like you have a broom and you're sweeping all that garbage out of your brain. And so I would do that. And then he would say, oh, and also what you can do is you can use like a thermometer and you can lower your temperature. In other words, you can picture the thermometer going down and down and down. And I actually brought a person in that was using uh, heart math. And heart math is, is a kind of a therapy that you can use and it, what they do is they give you a blank picture like a paint by the number picture and they actually then see how much in three minutes you can fill that picture in well a bunch of students were doing it and i was kind of observing because this was my first time i hired this lady to do this but nobody was getting it and then one of the people in the audience said well ask dr benj to do it let's see if he knows how to get that picture filled in i thought oh my god 
So they put this, they put this sensor on you, right? And so now your blood pressure's up, your heart rate's up, everything's up, right? And now you, you have like three minutes to bring it down into a normal range. And the picture gets colored in based on how well you do. So I just closed my eyes and I used my two techniques. I used the broom and I swept the stuff out. Then I used the thermometer, the thermometer, and I got the thermometer coming down and down. And as I did this, I heard people in the group going, ooh, ah. And I thought, well, that was just encouragement for me because I thought, I guess I'm getting it. And so I just kept on doing the same thing. Well, at the end of three minutes, I opened my eyes. The picture was about 85% colored in. It was a beautiful picture in nature. And the group said, holy crap again, excuse my French. That really worked. And so now they understood that they have to have either a mantra or they had to have a technique. So I was like combining the Buddhism with some techniques. And when I did it in the Buddhist center for the first time, I thought, okay, um, I've been in this about five minutes now. And so time to wake up and she woke us up. I looked at my clock, 30 minutes had gone by and it felt, it felt like two minutes. And I thought, where was I? for the other 28 minutes. Excuse me. And so that means you can do that at any time in two or three minutes. If you deep breathe and you meditate and you have the right techniques, you can actually get your brain to be cleared of all this. And listen, the, 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 the gurus in India have been doing this for hundreds, if not thousands of years. So I'm not teaching anybody anything that our idea wasn't out there. It's just that when you learn it yourself, it's like, oh my God, this really is a revelation. So I thought people needed to know this because this, this is a really important function of natural health, to know how to put your brain in the right frame of mind. It doesn't matter whether it's music or prayer or, or, or whether it's the dancing. I mean, look at those guys in, in Turkey that do the spinning. Uh, you, ever, you ever see those guys? I actually mm -hmm. saw those guys in person in Turkey doing this, this spinning that they do. And they put themselves in a meditative state by doing that. And so there's lots of ways to do it. Um, you know, is there anything else you'd like to, to add to this? Because I think if, if, if you do it all, all alone with just the, the positive thinking, it's not going to work. But you've got to add other things. You've got to add the right diet and, and all the things that you and I have always talked about. But is there anything else you specifically think people could do? To, to, because in the Buddhist world, this is the other thing about Buddhism, you don't take responsible for anything. Any input that you have from anybody, you can either take it and use it or you can take it and ignore it because your reaction to it determines what your body will do. And so that's the other part of Buddhism that I really like. You have responsibility for how you think about anything. And so if somebody stresses you or somebody says or does something that you don't like, you have complete control over how you respond to that. You can respond positively or you can respond negatively. And so that's the other thing I got out of the, the, the Buddhist monk. And I, and I asked her, uh, because I'm one of those guys that likes to question things, and I just said, well, so what's the meaning of life? What's the, what's the, what's the purpose of life? She just, she was only about in her, in her 30s, and she just said as quick as she could, constant, continuous learning for the benefit of others. 
Continuous learning for the benefit of others. Oh my God. That really changed how I thought because it's better than the golden rule, you know, do unto others as you would others do unto you. Constant, continuous learning for the benefit of others. So to me, when you put all these lessons together, it's a pretty, pretty powerful tool. So I say to people, add some of the other things that Aubrey and I have talked about as far as nutrition goes and, and detoxification and add positive thinking because it's just as powerful as almost anything else we've talked about. I don't know whether you want to give an amen there or not, but... That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. So th- oh, and I just think that everything that we've talked about is a practice. And that means with a practice, you, you can continuously come back and do it again and again and again, whether we're talking about diet, deep breathing, or moving your body. It's a, just a continual practice. And the body loves repetition. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it loves the, the, the good things that you do. Your body will remember those and it will reward you for those. And guess what? The, re- the rewards get bigger and better as your body becomes more adapted to this thing that you're doing to them and with them and for them. So again, thank you so much, Aubrey. I'm gonna now mention our four sponsors. Uh, We've we've got SunTrust Financial Planning. Uh, They're doing a great job here in Sarasota, but you can can access them worldwide. Um, They'll help you not only to get your portfolio in line, but I've been doing workshops for them and their clients for almost 20 years now. So they believe in getting your health together so you can enjoy the wealth that you're generating through their efforts. DHA Labs is, is my preferred lab. I don't, I don't work with any other lab companies. They have wellness tests. They have immune tests. They have cancer tests. I'm going to have a new Alzheimer's brain test coming out in a couple of weeks. And uh, I think they're the premier uh, lab testing company for individual or groups that want to make sure that you're getting all the tests that you need to have in order to make sure your body is as healthy as it can possibly be. So DHA Labs is, is my preferred lab test uh, company. And uh, Paddock Pools, well, Paddock Pools, this guy's not only a champion of the swimming and, and pool industry, he's also a champion for, for health. I mean, he's out there promoting all the things that you and I promote, Aubrey, and he's doing it selfishly unselfishly rather for all the people in his life circle and in his business circle and 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 he's a great guy because he not only makes good pools he makes a vacuum extractor that actually takes the chlorine gas off the surface of the pool it eliminates about 95 percent of the gas makes the air that you're breathing filled with oxygen so that you don't have this gas ruining your health by taking zinc and vitamin d out of there and and causing your liver to have problems it actually has been shown that that uh that gas can actually lead to cancer and so paddock pools is is a great company and we enjoy working with them and then finally mpb health this is a, a company that is an innovative company that tries to have a substitute for health insurance and so there's a medical cost sharing company that takes healthy and wellness well people puts them together into group, and uh, they're motivated to keep their costs down. They're so motivated, they're able to keep their costs 30 to 50% under what health insurance companies can usually provide for the same kind of services. So PBB Health is my preferred medical cost sharing company. So those are our sponsors. They help us, they help to make our show possible, and we really thank them for their efforts. and. Uh, We wish all of our listeners well and hope to see you and listen to you rather on the next uh, session. 
and we're going to have some more exciting topics for you down the road.